Monday Matinee, your weekly series of live plays, classic drama and comedy, and a variety of audio drama from the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. We've been together many years, don't always see the bumps. The cars are supposed to snap and shout and take them any lumps. Yet even with our patchy chats, I love you must endure. The noise outside is loud and brash, our fractious bond is pure. When the world changed for worse, I still cried out to stay. And as I drowned myself in work, it grew harder each day. But love is something deeper than a daily deal with dread. We have to know each other more and listen close instead. We still have many sunny days, a honeymoon in spurts. Our lives grew richer even when we had a hissy hurts. Protected now, who knows how long our dream will last in life. But now I rise each morning with my dear beloved wife. Are you on the butternut squash? I'm on the butternut squash. It will seal the deal. Grandfather loves that. Yeah. He'll win him over. How can you think of food at a time like this? We have to go on living. In this world? Chelsea, we've been putting this off for years. You have to know my family. It's part of who I am. Apotheosis was one of 327 New York-based corporations to file for bankruptcy this week under the Business Protection Act fast-tracked through the Senate last week. Police are still investigating the disappearance of CEO Jan Swilson, the inventor and innovator of Bonfire. Swilson was one of many prominent figures who went <laughs> An innovator. In I was the one who gave Jill the idea for Bonfire. Bonfire. You're lucky we got out of New York when we did. I wish Alicia would have come with us. We tried, but she's a woman of firm resolve. The House Purity Committee no sign is of Jan or Lane. Or I can't believe the apotheosis checks are still coming in. Months after the riots, even with the new banking safeguards and next year's currency overhaul. Do you think they killed Jan? I don't know. You're still sore at me, I can tell. It's not you, it's the news. Are you telling me the truth? I'll tell you more when we get to Dr. Powers' office. But you forgot what we were talking about earlier. I didn't. There were we have to listen to the news. Seattle, Do we need to know? Chicago, yes. Austin, Denver, and Philadelphia. Police have arrested most of the revolutionaries and placed them in labor camps. You Soon, see? They'll be that's why we have Americans to listen. The news could change tomorrow. on a dime. New York My family won't. Thomas They're not going to revoke our marriage license, are they? Stranger things have happened. Brings new meaning to the phrase, check your privilege. Jesus Christ. Exactly. Christ is who they're listening to these days. Or wildly misinterpreting. Mayor Bill de Blasio resigned this morning, surrendering control of New York City to the Now do you see why we have to escape? There are some things we 
can't escape. Like my family. We made it to Beacon. I think we need to move further north, across the border. I keep telling you that I can't. I have to finish this translation by Christmas. And then there's Grandfather's health. He hasn't been very well. I haven't seen him. De Blasio announced that the Williamsburg Bridge will be renamed the Scott Bale Memorial Bridge. You know I can't allow history to repeat. The president is expected it's always to you. What to about us? New okay, us. In my other life, you ran away from Remember, me. What hasn't happened yet, and it won't something. happen. Observers say I love that the you. Still I'm here for you. Which is why we were shouting at each other last night. UN. You have Set to be here for me, too. That's why we're going to see Dr. Powers. I do want to grow old with you. Believe it or not, I am committed to that. I can't believe they named the bridge after Scott Baio. Turn it off. What? Turn the radio off. You're not listening. I'm trying to. You're not seeing how things are unfolding. Come on, Maya. You know that's not true. I'm paying attention. That's not what I'm talking about. How many times do I have to tell you? So, what are we going to tell her about this week? It's not like we've hit LBD or anything. The Linguini incident? You're still sore over that? I don't want to pour more salt onto old wounds. The salt was fine. You don't want the noodles to stick. The noodles were salty as hell. Excuse me! Besides, the sauce covered it up. Excuse if you don't like my dinner... It was your turn to cook. Excuse me, I need to see some... Maybe I was trying to give you a hint. And what hint was that? Excuse me, you cannot use that elevator. Hey, buddy, settle down. We're on our way to see Dr. Powers. Yeah, we come in here each week. So the salt, you have to add enough... You cannot go up there. Do you not respect the new authority? Hey, get out of our way. You cannot enter this building without identification. Since when? Yeah, buddy, give it a rest. We're not terrorists or anything. Are you two together? What's it to you? Ease up, Charles. You are aware of the Marriage Normalization Act. It expressly prohibits same-sex unions. All part of the plan to make America great again. And you are probably aware that there are exceptions, which was the only reason that bill passed Congress. Chell, settle down. No! I'm sick of this nightmare we're living. Baby. Baby? That's a term of endearment. And are those... are those wedding rings? Are you married? I am divorced. But I must enforce the rules. Christ, we're going to be late because some rent-a-cop is having a midlife crisis. What's your name? Mike. But that's not important. Listen, Mike, we've been seeing Dr. Powers for a year now, and there hasn't been any security issue. Just because the last guard let things slide. <laughs> no, you're not getting it. Uh, do you have any kids? Why, yes. Two daughters. I'm sure they're beautiful and smart. They are. But that's immaterial to the problem here. What if you went to go visit your daughters and somebody told you that you couldn't see them for the rest of your life? Lady, I don't make the rules. I may not like them, but I do have to enforce them. But we're not doing anything wrong. We have immunity! Chels! There are new measures! Chels, please. Uh, can you... Let this slide, please, just just once. We'll show you the papers next time, really. But it's 
the day before Thanksgiving, and we really do need to see Dr. Powers this afternoon. I'm afraid I'm going to have to contact my supervisor. You see? He's a fascist, just like everyone else. Chell, settle down. Or what? You'll put more salt in the noodles the next time we have linguine? I never complained about your butternut squash. At least you do that well. Yep. Definitely going to have to talk to the boss about this. I'm calling the doc. Please, stop. The doctor can vouch for us. The doctor? Before she moved up here to Beacon, Dr. Powers was one of the top psychiatrists in New York City. She doesn't see just anyone. Hmm. It's true that her record is impeccable. She's a loyalist? In a manner of speaking. Okay, I'll call the doc. But if she says no... Chelsea... You need to stop freaking out about this. Play it cool. This isn't the America I know. It shouldn't go down like this. How do you know? Maybe the timeline might have played out like this in your universe. Hello, Dr. Powers. Yes, sorry to disturb you, but I have two women down here. What? Oh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I, uh, no, 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 I didn't mean that. Um, yes, uh, yes, yes, of course. You can go upstairs. You see? You have to have more faith in people. I'm so sorry about the inconvenience. That's okay. Uh, uh, have a good day! You see? You can still win a few people over. November 22nd. Do you know what today is? The day before Thanksgiving? No. Think mathematically. Well, all the integers of today's date add up to 13. Bad luck? Stop being cute. Kennedy was assassinated today, 60 years ago. What's the significance? It's not in the newspapers. It's not on the radio. Nobody's mentioning it. I mean, they mention it every year. Santiana, is that the only way I can get through to you? All this flaunting of erudition reminds me of Bobby. Bobby. This bartender I used to know in the other universe. Smart guy. You damn near everything. Well, you don't drink anymore. I may as well. They don't want us to remember. And what are we supposed to remember? A lot. I'm really worried about this trip. I know you are. You've been avoiding this day for years. But we have to do this. I can't meet your grandparents. You know what happens. But this is part of who I am. So it's part of us. But why now? My grandfather is an important part of my life. I know what happens. Your grandfather talks. I speak out against him. Terrible things happen. And you leave and you never want to see me again. You're not listening. I am! Why the hell do you think we're going to New Hampshire together? If this is about your mother passing Chelsea... My adopted mother. Or maybe my adopted adopted mother. Because this is another universe. I'm really sorry that she passed away. Really, I am. But you're not the cause of all these events. You have agency. And I'm really trying to make you a part of my family. Hello, Doctor. Good morning, Maya. Chelsea. I'm sorry about the guard downstairs. No worries, Doctor. Emma, please. First names are fine. We need all the emotional intimacy we can get in this day and age. Please have a seat. So, the last time we met, Maya felt that her needs and her fears weren't being listened to. Hey, I take care of her. Here we go again. Chelsea, let's take a moment and allow Maya to tell us what's going on. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, 
Chelsea wants to leave. She wants us to go up north. A lot of people do. It's a very tough time. But I can't leave. My family has been there for me from day one. When I had my episode in grad school, they took me back. When Chelsea and I eloped, they never said a thing. Even though I know they wanted to be there for us. I love my family. But my grandparents are all that I have left. I also love Chelsea. Given how rough it is out there, I I just want all this love to fuse together. Isn't that the way we grow as human beings? Chelsea, why do you want to flee? Are you fucking kidding? I mean, the guard downstairs. We're not talking about that or anything in the news. We're talking about you and your wife. Why can't you meet her family? Because... Because... Chelsea, is that really you? Mom. Please, honey, come see us in Seattle. This isn't just about Maya's family. I know you didn't attend your mother's funeral. I just don't want it to happen again. Don't want what to happen again? It's complicated. And that's why I'm here. Chelsea, I've asked you before, and I'll ask you again. Did your mother hurt you? I don't want to talk about it. Your grandparents? I never knew them! The two of you eloped. It was easier. Yeah. Our two families would have ruined the wedding. But family is a part of life, and you have to face it. Maya, was the elopement your idea? No, but like I said, it was easier. And do you feel that Chelsea is respecting your wishes or who you are? Uh, No. No. Do you know how much shit I have to take from you? What? You're not the only one capable of being blunt. You never listen. Well, excuse me for being practical. It's a dark time. We can't fight back and you want to stay. That's not what I'm talking about. Chelsea, do you know about Pete Bog's soldiers? The Moseldotten. That's right, Maya. I figured you would know. It was written, composed, and performed by prisoners in Nazi labor camps. Even under the most barbaric circumstances, these starving inmates still felt compelled to sing, still felt obliged to exist, to find beauty, to find meaning, to fight if necessary. I know the history. I don't. The song was so powerful and so inspiring that not only did every prisoner in the Bergamore camp sing along, but even the SS did believing that they were the peat bog soldiers. And the sixteen choristers rammed their spades into the ground and marched triumphantly away from where they were working. So you see, Chelsea, there is hope. There is resilience. And I think that's why you two can stick it out here. You don't want to listen to the radio? No. I'm still thinking about what Dr. Powers said the other day. That's good. She's trying to help us. I'm thinking about what you said. Do you really believe that? That I don't respect who you are? Yes. It's why we always fight. Do you think there's hope for us? Where there's love, there's hope. But if this is the end... It's not the end. The world has gone mad, but we're still sitting here together. You're holding my hand. You're making sure I have enough trail mix. That's something. 
It's a four-hour trip. You need your energy. You even let me drive. You know the way. You let me drive. You never let me drive, even if you know the way. Oh, I let you drive. No, Charles. You never do. Every time we rent a car, you insist on it. The trip to Dusseldorf? The last vacation to Florida? Before they closed all the highways below the Mason-Dixon line? But I'm driving now. And it's because you let me. And I hope you'll go on letting me, because... That's what's going to save us. What happened to us? We're on a journey. No, I mean... Why do you put up with me if I'm not respecting you? Maybe it's the trail mix. I mean, I know you had to get that from an underground snack dealer. Maybe it's the way you take care of me even when we drive each other crazy? I know that beneath all of your fierceness, you really care. You're trying. You're really trying. And we've made it this far because I'm also trying and I'm very patient. And that's really why we're still together. I'm not trying to take. I know you're not. But trying's got nothing to do with taking. (laughs) Eleven years, Maya. Do you think we can make 11 more? Do you want to get that? Sure. But why isn't there a contact name on the display? That's a new voice. Sounds like the media. Will you update the car's OS? No. An automatic update? It's almost as if we don't have a choice. We always have a choice. And that choice comes by natural instincts. That's what I've been trying to get you to see. Maybe we don't have a choice. Maybe there was another crazy piece of legislation swept through Congress that we missed. I'll pick up. Hello? Maya? It's Alicia. You're with Chelsea? I'm here, baby cakes. How's your Thanksgiving going? Oh, no. Not well. You have to get off my night. What? So the pundits are calling it the Thanksgiving blend. Mind your P's and Q's. Brutal out there. They're shooting anyone who doesn't play by the rules. What the fuck? The Virginia massacre all over again? Much worse. It's gone national. What? Alicia, are you still trapped in Brooklyn? No. I got out. There's a huge fire in Prospect Park right now. Brownstones being looted, martial law. I'm in a safe house in Harrytown with some friends. They're rounding up everyone. They hit Boston. Who hit Boston? We don't know yet. The bomb went off at Faneuil Hall. Hundreds of people are dead. The, the news is claiming that it's the combined force of labor activists and Korea sympathizers. But they haven't shut down the internet yet. And it's pretty clear from what I've seen on Twitter and YouTube that it's all bullshit. An inside job? What do you think? We're out in the boonies in New Hampshire. The road is desolate. They have checkpoints. Everywhere. Even up here? Uh, Alicia, what's going on? Alicia, stay with us! Alicia! Alicia! Put your hands up in the air. Alicia! Get away from the phone. No! Oh my god! Alicia! 
Alicia! You iced her. No! Hey, uh, before they signed me up for this, I was They killed Alicia! <laughs> you feckless, cold-blooded fucker! Chelsea! Alicia! Dang, those kids Alicia! Chelsea! Take the scenic route. It's isolated up here, so I'm pretty sure they haven't set up the checkpoints on the main interstate. And we're going to have a nice Thanksgiving. Are you fucking crazy? No, I'm perfectly sane. It was my fault. We should have gone down to Brooklyn and taken her with us. We tried, but she didn't want to come. Even if we did go down there, you know they've already probably secured the bridges and the tunnels, and with this new legislation, they might have rounded us up, even with our protection. It's... it's not your fault. We should have kidnapped her. People have free will. We had to let her make her own decisions. So you're sympathizing with these goons? I'm not! Chelsea, you know that I'm not! I just need a little bit of normalcy right now. That's... that's what Alicia would have wanted. Are you sure about that? Yes! The way we normalize these fashions. It's about the dignity of peace in the face of war. She dies trying to warn us. She was a friend. She loved us. She didn't want to come. And she wanted us to stay together. Come on, Chels. Give Alicia more credit. We'll be safe at my grandparents' place. Safe? We need to do this. You need to meet them. While we still have the time and the freedom to do so. While my grandfather is still alive. Maya! Grandmother! And your friend was able to make it. Hi, I'm Chelsea. Are you okay, dear? You look rattled. We just had a long drive. Nothing to worry about, grandmother. Well, why don't you two come inside? I'll set you two girls up with some chamomile tea and some peanut butter cookies. I know how much you like peanut butter cookies, Maya. (laughs) I haven't eaten peanut butter cookies in years. They say that taste is forged in childhood. I'll try some peanut butter cookies. We didn't have them growing up. We didn't have a lot. I think you're going to like them. Oh, and you brought butternut squash. I made it. How sweet of you, dear. You can have all the cookies you want. Maya's told me all sorts of wonderful things about you. Oh, but she has. You can put the squash in the second oven, dear, next to the stuffing. We're keeping everything warm there. Thank you. Do you need any help? No, we're actually doing pretty well. Most of the sides are done. The turkey is nearly finished. It's going to be a marvelous feast. But I haven't made the kale salad yet. Kale salad? I'm on it. Ooh, you know how to make kale salad? She's good at that. 
Just don't ask her to make linguine. I'm sure it will be just fine. It will be. I've made kale salad before. Almonds, apples, fresh lemon juice, okay? Right on the money. Thank you, dear. The fridge is just across from the kitchen island. Oh, I can find my way around the kitchen. How's Grandfather doing? Well, he's had a few setbacks. The arthritis is getting worse. It's been touch and go. Mm, that's not what I mean. Oh, you mean the breakdown? Yes. I was very worried the last time we talked. He's starting to lose it. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I haven't been able to visit. Oh, come on, dear. We talk three times a week. Your grandfather would never hold it against you. He would, if he knew the truth about Chelsea and me. She's a very nice young lady. Young lady? Grandma, we're, we're nearing middle age. <laughs> oh, my dear. When you get to be my age, every woman you meet under the age of 50 is a nice young lady. I'll go get your grandfather. Are you doing okay, Chelsea? So far, so good. You can win over anybody with food. It's the ultimate slam dunk. Just don't make linguine. No chance. I'm really nervous. Oh, don't be. Are you sure he likes kale? It's going to be fine. Your grandfather still doesn't know we're married. How could he not know? He's a historian, a pack rat when it comes to facts. Even the smartest people in the world fail to pick up the most important details when they're lost within the flotsam of their own heads. Are you talking about your grandfather or me? Look, chill out, Chels. My grandmother knows, and she likes you. Don't worry, he's going to accept you. He's going to accept us. I'm not so sure. Maya, my dear. Grandpa! My darling, come and give your grandfather a hug. And who's your friend making such a racket in the kitchen? I'm a little more than a friend. Chelsea, play cool. Hi, I'm Chelsea. Kale salad. Well, that gives Horace Fletcher a run for his money. Horace Fletcher? Oh, dear. Now, there's no need to be a show-off. This is Thanksgiving. You haven't heard of Horace Fletcher, have you, Chelsea? Ah. Uh. No. She reads a lot. I'm a software developer. She made a killing with Bonfire. Bonfire? It's a dating app. Oh. It's the way people meet each other these days, Grandfather, through the apps. So why haven't you met a nice young man yet? Well, uh, I... Chelsea's a real success. Just like your granddaughter. Nature will castigate those who don't masticate. You know, Horace Fletcher was known as the great masticator. I ran into him while doing some research on the Belgian relief years ago. There's a whole chapter on him in one of my books. You do read, don't you? Th that is, you read the right books? Oh, stop it, dear. Chelsea has a very large book collection. Maya tells me you're a World War I historian. You haven't read my books, have you? I'm sorry. I haven't. But I have read Richard Allington's Death of a Hero. Oh, that's a scandalous volume. Indecent. Censored upon publication, and rightly so but useful for certain truths and speech patterns. That is, if we trust Aldington. He was an accomplished poet, but he was no Ford Maddox Ford, I'll tell you that much. Tell me more about Horace Fletcher. Grandfather, come on. Even I haven't read all your books. Du kannst nicht alles lesen. Du bist familia. She isn't. You aren't trying to diss me in another tongue, are you? I know. You are our guest. We treat everyone who visits here with respect. I hope you will do the same. Well, it looks like the turkey's ready. 
<laughs> I'll just check on the temperature. Let me finish up the kale salad. Be my guest, dear. Oh, wait. You already are. 180 degrees. I think we're all set. How's the kale salad, sweetheart? Almost done! Good. You know, Horace Fletcher believed in Fletcherizing. For every bite, you chew 32 times. And that's a little hard to do with kale. Oh, come on, dear. I thought you liked kale salad. Yeah, Grandpa, I think the first kale I ever had was at this table. You had it with the peanut butter cookies? Well, you certainly ate kale when your parents wouldn't. You were always a good girl. God, I miss your mother. She lived a very good life. She would have been proud of you, you know. Now you're this big-shot translator. Du bist ein Erfolg. Ich schätze, ich habe Tomaten auf den Augen. The kale salad's ready! Say, do you mind? We're trying to have a moment here. Richard, dear, are you ready to carve up the turkey? With pleasure. All right. <laughs> I'll go check up on the kale salad. Is there any side dish in the world that is more excruciating than kale? This looks wonderful, Chelsea. <laughs> What's the matter with him? I'm being nice. He's rough around the edges. We're trying to have a moment here. Just be patient. I'm sure your friend has a way to beat the odds. I added some almonds. Almonds? Well, that sounds promising. Are you two going to bring out that kale, or do I have to come in there? You see? Just a minute. Give it some time. We're coming, Grandfather! Well, isn't this lovely? Thank you. And this Veronica is fabulous. Stuffing, cranberries, mashed potato, the works. You know, the aviation units didn't have any of these side dishes even after the armistice was signed. They had chocolate cake, pumpkin pie, mince pie, but there were still shortages because of the war. And don't forget the kale salad. And you know, Chelsea made some butternut squash, which I'm sure the soldiers didn't have. I know how much you like squash. Yeah, I put a little bit of a spin on it. A spin? Come on, Grandfather. Embrace change. But, Mother, I thought you were going to bake the squash this year. Chelsea volunteered. She's a sweet young lady. I'm sure the squash will be fine, dear. It's good. I've had it many times. That turkey looks great. Yes. So, are you going to carve it? We haven't yet said grace. What kind of a young lady are you? Now, dear, different people have different customs. You of all people know that. But this is my house. Just say grace, dear. Okay. Thank you, God, for the food we are about to eat. Blessed be those who are here. We ask for your blessings upon this meal, hoping that it will nourish our bodies and refresh our souls. We know, dear Lord, that life is not all there is. And we are also blessed that we now have a new leader who understands the struggles for wholesomeness in our great nation. It is a purity that will prove victorious, a bounty that will honor your great guiding oh, light. Oh, God. I'm sorry, what was that? She didn't mean it. Is this your house? No. Come on, dear. Chelsea is a guest. Then she should act like one. I'm guessing you don't say, Grace. No, I'm sorry. You see, Richard, it was an easy mistake to make. Okay, fair enough. <clears throat> In the name of Jesus we pray, amen. Amen. Chelsea, did you say amen? Yes. Grandfather... Maya, I didn't hear your friend say amen. That's incredibly disrespectful to the Lord. Richard? It, it's okay. Maybe you didn't hear it. Amen. Good girl. 
Now, if you'll just pass me the card. What's the matter? Oh, my arthritis is active. I can carve it. I can carve it. No, Chelsea! Dear. Really, I don't mind. Please. Chelsea! Give me back the turkey carver. Chelsea! Chelsea! Dear, I don't think. Excuse me. What? Every Thanksgiving, I'm the one who carves the turkey. You see, dear, it's a tradition. Uh, Oh. Yes. Oh. Grandfather, she was only trying to help. Really, I'm sorry. Dear, we can wait for you to carve the rest. The arthritis will pass. I'm sorry. Please. I'm I'm just very proactive. It's okay. Are you sure? You were only trying to help. I understand. Dear, how's your hand? Better. You see? We can still carry on the tradition. Thank you. Light meat or dark meat? Well, that was delicious. I loved your gravy. It's all about the port and the brown ale. Nice. Yes, it was all very good. But I'm not quite sure about the kale salad and the squash. It was delicious, all of it. I can clear the table. Oh, no, dear. That's not necessary. We can let it sit for a while. Oh, Grandfather likes to talk. I do indeed. We can talk, and then we can have dessert. Um... So what got you interested in World War One? Well, for one thing, it permanently altered the course of human existence. Trench warfare. Not just that. The very struggles that men knew and experienced in their daily lives underwent a drastic and irreversible change. Not unlike what's happening now. Now, Richard, there are two things you never discuss at the dinner table. But surely we can discuss history, can't we? Those who cannot remember the past... Are condemned to repeat it. George Santayana. Although, he also wrote a novel called The Last Puritan. Nobody reads that one anymore. It's about a man who struggles with his sense of duty and his true nature. So, you're not so ill-read after all. Come on, Grandfather. You know I'd never bring an illiterate home to Thanksgiving. You relate to the book, Chelsea. Actually, in, in many ways, I do. It's not a very good novel, but I appreciate its spirit. Santayana was more of a philosopher. Exactly. But the hero of the book... Oliver Alden. You know you're Santayana. I should hope so. Grandfather taught at Dartmouth for many years. You know, this has me thinking. Didn't Santayana know Gertrude Stein? He did. I never liked Stein. Gertrude Stein volunteered with Alice Toklas during World War I. She learned how to drive and delivered supplies to the French hospitals. They called the truck auntie after Stein's Aunt Pauline. It was the war that caused the two to be photographed as a couple for the first time. To come together. To do good for other people. It was facile volunteering. And what did Santayana do during the war? He never served in combat, did he? No, you're right. So what makes Santayana superior to Stein? Strictly from a volunteering standpoint. Certain proclivities. Proclivities? Yes, proclivities. Proclivities! It is widely believed that Santayana shared some of the proclivities that Stein had. I mean, it's all there in The Last Puritan. Chelsea! Is this what keeps you alive? 
impugning people because of the way they are rather than what they do? <laughs> Dear? No, it's, it's quite all right. It's been quite a while since I last participated in an intellectual sparring match. I miss this. Dear, your health. Yes, Grandfather, can't we talk about something else? Where did you study, Chelsea? I went to a state school. You see, Maya here went to Harvard. Yes, I know that. Grandfather. Oh, I don't think it matters all that much. Doesn't matter? Some of us didn't get certain opportunities. You must have really struggled. Grandfather. Believe it or not, I know quite a bit about struggling. Oh? I've made struggling my life study. Yes, Maya told me that your father was a distinguished scholar and that you followed in his footsteps. You had a free ride. Hardly. Chelsea, I, I don't think that any of this matters. Can't we change the subject? Maya, my dear, please, let your friend continue. I'd really like to hear this. What are you implying, exactly? I didn't have your background. All of the odds were stacked against <laughs> me. But I still became a success. So I ask you again, what do you really know about struggle? Grandfather! <laughs> Your friend here is a real firecracker. Answer the question! <laughs> what do I know about struggle? Well, why don't I tell you? Do you know what the men who served in World War I went through? I have some idea. <laughs> I don't think that you do. Try me! Are you sure you want to hear this? Grandfather? Bring it on! It can't be any worse than anything else you've said. <laughs> okay, okay. If you really want to hear this, you're in a trench. A rainy and rickety hole with shell-shocked soldiers. Dead bodies and starving rats for company. Your dugout could collapse at any moment. If the rain doesn't seep into the mud above, then one of the hundreds of shells fired by the enemy every single day stands a good chance of hitting the front of your dugout, turning your sleeping quarters into a deadly, mud-bound cage. When you're not trying to get a few hours of sleep with all this in mind, you're spending your time in a hole cut in zigzag patterns deep into the earth, next to a gray field populated with countless bodies and skeletons. There isn't much food. You're lucky if a wagon comes along with fresh fruit. The rats scurry around and torture you and gnaw at everything. Sometimes you shoot bullets at them out of boredom. Or maybe desperation. Now, dear, is this really appropriate? No, Mother, the kids need to hear this. I wouldn't be a historian. A retired historian. A responsible historian. I wouldn't be a responsible historian if I softened a major turning point in human affairs. You're in a trench. Not a battlefield where you can see the enemy in the distance, but a horrible hole where death is a constant companion. Everything you know about war has changed. You thought you were coming to France for a war lasting six months, but it's now gone on years and you don't have a lot of hope anymore. Kitchener's volunteer upstarts are now just as essential as the bona fide conscripted soldier. You thought it would be cannons and cavalry, but there's poison gas and endless mortar fire, and that's assuming you don't get hit by sniper bullets or hand grenades. Grandfather, it's Thanksgiving! A hundred years ago, these men had to spend their Thanksgiving like this. Howitzers, machine guns, shells, the whistles, the endless menacing whistles chilling you to the bone, paralyzing you with trauma, with fear. You jump at any sound, 
The noise is deafening. Dear. The noise is deafening. And your only option is to advance. And even here, there is no guarantee, and you're really not going to grab a lot of territory from the enemy. But there is one deeply insane and almost certainly mortal tactic. Toss a grenade into the enemy's trench, which is only a few feet away from where you're barely sleeping. Climb above the traverse. Try to arrive on the enemy's side just after the explosion. You have only seconds. It's possible that you may die because you came to the other side too fast at the same moment that the grenade went off. It's possible that you may die because your grenade didn't take out all the enemies. And there's one guy who survived the attack, and he's still there, still ready and set up, and he'll plug holes into you with a Maxim machine gun. Is it time for pumpkin pie? It's possible you may die even if your boots touch down in a cleared area because the trench runs miles long and there are enemies who could come running from far away shooting you in the head with a pistol. Is he always like this? Obviously, you've never broken bread with a historian. In such a situation, there was never a guarantee of reinforcements because the machine guns were unrelenting. Oh, and did I mention the Lochnagar mines that could blow you to bits because of a misplaced footstep? Soldiers went justifiably insane because of all this madness. Struggle? Why, these brave and honorable men were shot for cowardice if they decided that they didn't want to run into the deadly spray of gunfire. Their letters back home were censored, so nobody at home had any real clue about this bloodbath. Although word got around when the soldiers were on furlough. Imagine living such a life. Could you last days? Weeks? Months? Without cracking? I certainly couldn't. But men had to live this way. If these soldiers survived, their existences were permanently uprooted. And this had a life-altering impact upon their friends and families. I don't expect young people like you to understand this. You've been lucky enough to grow up in peacetime. I can only give you the facts and the historical context. But it's important for us to never forget any of this so that we never have to relive such a nightmare. You inquired earlier about what keeps me alive. Well, these are the kinds of subjects I can't stop thinking about. I imagine it's given me a certain realism about the very few days I have left. Now, how about that pumpkin pie? So long as you don't guilt us about dessert. Mm, I'll get the whipped cream. So now that I've told you about struggle, real struggle, let's talk about the elephant in the room, shall we? It's my understanding that uh, you two are... Well, I wouldn't say that we were... No, Maya, please. I want to hear your grandfather say what we are exactly. I know you're in New York. Be beacon now, actually. If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. That's where the Stonewall riots happened. I know that things are different there. And I know you're a, a, a good friend. I'm more than a friend. That's exactly what I'm getting at. Chelsea, is everyone ready for dessert? Thank you, Mother. Not just yet. Chelsea and I are having a little conversation. She's a very good friend. Dear, you know that the Great War always works you up. You're lucky he didn't give you his speech about General Buller. I'm more than a friend! The Bible says that marriage is solely between... Please, stop! Don't 
do this. All right, I get it. You don't like people who have certain proclivities. Look, I don't want to fight you. Can we just stop right now? You're not going to finish what you started? Dear, I think that this is something. Something what? Please. Please have tolerance. It can't happen this way. Not again. Not like before. Can't happen what way? We've only just met you, dear. Before what? Before... Oh, never mind. Grandfather, you know very well that you shouldn't bring up politics and religion at the dinner table. But it's a religious holiday. I think Thanksgiving is secular. On the contrary. It was the Puritans and the Pilgrims who started all this in 1621. And now, as we sit here at the dinner table, the Thanksgiving cleanse is happening all around this country. Richard, that's enough. <laughs> you see, Chelsea, I know you have a perspective. It's a flawed perspective and a moral one. But I have mine, and democracy will sort this all out, as it always does. Well, here's some recent history for you. The Pilgrims landed at Plymouth Rock, which is in Massachusetts. And Massachusetts was the first state to legalize gay marriage in a... in a... Uh, 2004! Isn't that right, Maya? How's that for a historical legacy? Chelsea, my grandfather's a little old-fashioned. Yeah, I'd fucking say so! <laughs> Crude vulgarity. This doesn't surprise me at all. Maya, are you really hitched to this indecorous heathen? Richard, it's Thanksgiving. Maya and her friend have traveled all the way to be here with us. Oh, she's more than a friend. Don't think I didn't notice the matching wedding rings. Do you think I'm stupid? Grandfather, please! Tell me, Chelsea. Why are you here? Don't you have family? Grandfather! I... I don't have family. And why is that? Grandfather, not everybody has family. You've studied enough history to know. Maya, you're an accomplished and beautiful woman. Why can't you find a nice man? Why did you settle for this... this... this harpy? This shrew? This stain upon the promise of America? I can't do this! Chelsea! I can't just sit here and stay silent while this... Caveman sits here and insults me! Insults us for being us! Can't we just have a nice Thanksgiving dinner? We love you, both of you. Your grandfather may not understand the way I do, but... Oh, but I understand quite well. You come into my house with my granddaughter, and you have the temerity to lecture me! Yes, you fucking caveman! I'm fucking your granddaughter! Are you happy now? Oh, dear. There's no call for that language in my house! Your language isn't all that hot either, you goddamn throwback! I love this woman! Please stop! You really think that you have free will, don't you? That every choice you make in life is the culmination of every moral, every value, every smart choice that has been passed down from generation to generation, sanded down to the shiniest jewel. You've deluded yourself that this is the best of all possible worlds. What quaint philosophy. You insist that this is the culmination of every smart path that your grandparents and your grandparents before them took. But you couldn't be more wrong. Because every conscious decision you make, including your decision to despise me because I love your granddaughter, is based not on wisdom, but on atavism. Don't you know, you stupid fucking old man, that every preference is an inherent prejudice against a possibility or a happier way to live? That there is no such thing as free will. Because if we had free will, 
we wouldn't be driven to war and fighting and violence and oppressing each other and disguising our hate and our negative feelings inside the thin veneer of a civilized turkey dinner. Are you finished? My friend died today. She died trying to warn us. Not just me, but your own granddaughter. Do you know that? So I have no sympathy for you. I want you and your kind to die. You smug, imperious, homophobic motherfuckers can shoot us in our own homes, but you are going to lose. Chelsea, that's enough. You've gone too far. I want both of you out of this house. Grandfather, we can't do that, dear. The checkpoints, it's not safe for them to drive. Very well, you can stay. But that's only because Maya is family. But you listen here, you filthy potty mouth. You'll never be part of this family. Never! The two of you are leaving in the morning. Is that clear? Oh, fuck you, Chelsea! You fucked this up just like you always do! Maya! Maya! I'll go check on her. If you want me to sleep on the couch, I will. That might be a good idea. You're lucky my grandparents are letting you stay here. You're lucky I'm still listening. Maya. You stepped over the line. I've tolerated your bluster and your intensity for years. Maya. And don't use your excuse of the world going to hell or you coming from another universe to talk your way out of this. I've had it with you. You think you're bigger than everyone else, don't you? I don't. I was out of line. I fucked this up. I don't like my grandfather's opinions any more than you do. It's not an opinion. It's bigotry. He's a family. He's my family. I asked you to come and do one very simple thing. Behave. Be nice. Control yourself. Put that Chelsea Inger on ice for a few days. But now, I don't think you can. I don't think you have it in you. It didn't happen this way in the other universe. And that excuses how you behaved tonight? Life isn't some objective comparison over who drew the shortest straw. Stop thinking you're better because you experienced more pain and more loss somewhere else or because you, you had a shitty and deprived childhood. You have no idea what anyone's journey is all about. Not me! And not my grandfather. But I love you, Maya. Really, I do. You had to prove just how smart and enlightened you are yet again. I was sticking up for you. For us. That's not love. That's suffocating another person's identity. It's what you did to Alicia. No, that's not fair. And you didn't see it. Well, she's not around anymore for you to asphyxiate. You know what? Maybe you won't have me anymore. No, please. I'm sorry. Right now, I need you to leave this room. We'll talk later, in the morning, probably. Maya. I need some time to think about this. If you don't leave, I'll... What's that? Do you smell smoke? It's coming from downstairs. Is that... Fuck, no, no, he wouldn't. No, no, it can't happen again. It wouldn't happen again. Get the fuck out of my way. Maya! 
fire, please! Fire! Is everything all right? Where's your grandfather? Oh no! Fuck! Call the fire department! Do we have any blankets? Don't come any closer, and don't try to put this fire out. This desk is surrounded by kerosene. The same kerosene used in old Air Force labs during the Great War. Richard, please! I'm sorry, dear. As the young lady said, I'm clearly not meant for this world. But it's okay. No! I didn't mean it like that! I'm afraid you did. Do you know of the Buddhist crisis? The what?! The Buddhist crisis during the Vietnam War. Tick Quang Duc was a Buddhist monk around my age. And like me, he was being persecuted by the new government set up by No Din Diem. The puppet government went around and poured chemicals while the monks were praying. But the United States still didn't pull its support. So Tick Quang Duc decided to set himself on fire in the streets of Saigon. And as the photographers congregated around him for their prize-winning images, he was stoic. He didn't move. He let the flames pour over him. Grandfather, please don't do this! And do you know what his last words were? Before closing my eyes and moving towards the vision of the Buddha, I respectfully plead to President No Din Dien to take a mind of compassion towards the people of the nation and implement religious equality to maintain the strength of the homeland eternally. And so I say to you, Chelsea Nino, Please! I say to you, Chelsea Needham, take a mind of compassion towards the people you see as rigid or inflexible. These are my last words. Richard Trower, respected World Police War are investigating the fire died on Thursday night. Sources say that Mr. Trower had been suffering from mental, 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 mental illness. The Trower family issued a statement asking the public to respect their privacy during this sensitive time. And you say that he sat there motionless as the fire engulfed the deceased? Yes. And did anybody intervene? I tried. Really, I tried. No fire extinguisher. <laughs> the fire spread so quickly. By the time the fire engines arrived, it was too late. Okay, Miss Needham. Thank you for your time. We'll contact you if we have any further questions. Thank you. Maya, please. Talk to me. Young lady, my granddaughter doesn't have a word to say to you. Haven't you done enough? I'm sorry. My husband was a very good man. I didn't want him to die. Really, I didn't. Well, he's dead. And it's all because of you and your filthy words. I did it. Grandma, please. Do you really think I didn't know who he was? Did you think that I was that blind? Do you think that our 45 years together was based on an illusion? You knew nothing about him? His life, what he did? You assumed 
And now, now my husband's gone. <laughs> it's not my fault. Get out. My Leave. Now. We're done. We're through. Go to Canada for all I care. That's what you always wanted, isn't it? Maya, you have to come with me. So that you'll do it again? Dear. No, Grandma. I'm not going to let her hurt you. Get the fuck out of my life. For good. Please. I don't ever want to see you again. No. No, no. It can't go down like this again. It can't. You really need to go. But she's my wife. Not anymore. Please leave. Maya! Leave! You're not a creep or anything. No. Where are you heading? North. How far? Away from this place. Me too. Eh, hop on in. I turn on the radio, but... Yeah, I know. I can't listen to the radio anymore. It's ooh, too heartbreaking. I know what you mean. <laughs> I don't think you do. I have some idea. Oh, hey. Are you okay? I'll live. I've been taking the back roads. You know, it's really beautiful country up here. Yeah. Ever been in New Hampshire before? No. Me neither. The mountains, the lakes, the conifers. Live free or die. They say the top third of the state is north of the notches. North. Just so we're clear. Things got ugly back in Concord. Checkpoints? Motorists dragged out of cars. Spontaneous executions. Dangerous stuff. It's quieted down in the last hour, and there doesn't seem to be much up north, but we'll need to be careful. How did it all happen so fast? I don't know. Look, we can blame ourselves, or hit the road and do the best we can. Just so we're clear, are we crossing the border? That's the plan. An old contact tells me that there's a sanctuary up in Montreal, but... We have to make it across first. And I'm not sure if we can. The Daniel Webster Highway? Safest road through. <laughs> Fitting, really. Because you're a man of compromises? Oh, no. It's because my name's Danny. Danny Gandal, by the way. I'm Chelsea. Nice to meet you, Chelsea. Danny Gandal? Wait a minute. I know you. Oh, you're from New York. Aren't you the guy on the radio? I was the guy on the radio. Ever heard of Mannix in the Morning? No. That was a, a morning zoo show that ran on Z100 not long after Elvis Duran quit 
We were syndicated in nearly a hundred markets. What happened? The provisional government happened. You know the rest. Where are you from? New York. Me too. What were you doing up here? Meeting my wife's family. Your wife? Oh, Jesus. I'm sorry. No, they didn't get her. She's alive, but I... I fucked things up. You were going to stay? She wanted to. I wanted to head up north. Family forces us to make a lot of compromises. She was the only family I had left. My mother died last year, and that was it. My friend Alicia is gone as well. I'm sorry to hear that. It's all my fault. I'm sure it isn't. It is! You don't know who I am or what I have inside me. Hey, I'm a pretty good judge of character. You learn to suss people out pretty quickly in the radio business. And, uh... Well, the way things are unfolding, it looks like we're gonna need that skill. You know, I wouldn't have picked you up if I didn't think you were alright. Thanks. I appreciate that. Do you have family? I did. About a week ago. But, uh... Well, not anymore. Jesus. What happened? What do you think? My friend Alicia tried to warn me. And then she was gunned down during the call. Yeah, they moved in on all of us. Pretty crafty of them. Wait for the families to assemble on Thanksgiving and then kill off the bloodlines they don't like. This can't be us. What? This violence. These killings. Oh, I'm afraid it is. Maybe we were just in denial about it for too long. Maya told me... Maya? That's my wife. She said that we had to stay here and fight. To be calm and peaceful. But the hell of it is that she didn't stick around with me. She asked me to leave. What happened? A fire. A man who killed himself. Did you kill him? No. Then it's not your fault. Let me tell you something. There's this cancerous part of the American temperament that makes me, oh, so very angry. It's directed towards those who are weak or suffering. I'm not weak. I'm not suffering. You could have fooled me, kid. I saw the way you were crying earlier. And just so you know, it's not going to make me like you any less. We like to prop up our greatness and our innovation, but we ignore the people who really need our help. The homeless, the troubled, the ones who are barely holding it together. We'd rather throw the book at them. And we cheapen all the positive and unfathomably difficult work that a sufferer has to do to pull herself from beneath the weight of an inner burden. An inner burden that's as big as the Hindenburg blimp. The Hindenburg blimp crashed. I know. Hydrogen. Which also led us to the atomic bomb. You see, we really don't know what the hell we're doing. Whether it's people or 
one of those abbreviations on the periodic table. We cast blame against the sufferer and his immediate family. We, we second-guess the sufferer's motivations, even suggesting during some of our more churlish moments that the sufferer is scheming. But all we really need is... It's a bit of compassion. To give. To listen. To help the sufferer. To help ourselves. Even when it's difficult. Because an open heart can turn an enemy into a vital friend. We demonize and ostracize with our false judgments, with our outright lies and speculation about their lives. It is a cruelty beyond words, a cruelty that could so easily be swapped out with kindness, a cruelty that might actually produce a few gleaming diamonds if only we had the collective courage to work the coal mines. That's why America's so fucked up. That's why all of this happened. It was my fault. I make people suffer. You're not making me suffer. You seem pretty okay. I wanted Maya to be something she was not. That happens in all relationships. No. I've wanted people to be something they're not. But who the hell am I to judge? And, and I made this man die because I was fighting against his bigotry. Hey, did you light the match? No. Well, maybe I lit a match with my words. I really don't know who I am or what I do anymore. Without Maya... Did, did you turn that on? No. Well, she certainly sounds upset. You got the mandatory OS update too? The heavy voice of despotism. Hello everyone. Rise the time, people of America. My name is Shelly? What the hell? I'm so, so sorry. Is that you? But this message is going out to everyone in the area. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Is this some kind of joke? Chan. She... She scraped my voice. Apotheosis? dating company? Yeah, but they had other projects. They were angling to become the next baseball. Were you involved with them? Pull over. What? Okay. It's playing everywhere. That. That's you. Yes, but I'm really not sure what's going on.
promised us a primrose path, but the bird was less. It's a catchy tune. Did you write it? No. A little sanguine. We have our strength and numbers, and that ain't a gun of light. our wagons westward. Well, sometimes you have to hit the hope hard. Oh no! Portal! It's so beautiful. It's dangerous. I've seen one before. It's what brought me here. Joseph! Joseph! Daddy! Joseph! No! I can't do that! No! No! I can't go back! I can't go back! Joseph! Thomas? Is that you? Yes! Where are you? On the other side, in your universe! What's that song that you've reached Maya. This is your message after the tone, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. That's not Maya! Maya! Because sometimes in life, you don't always get an answer. People like you don't deserve it. You're nothing but trash. You betrayed everything we have. It wasn't my fault! Chelsea, don't listen to me. Your pain and your anger are holding you back. Concentrate on your will. You must make it through. It was your fault. Stop eluding responsibility. You've been doing that your whole goddamn life. And I know your life story. Years with you, I can't get back. Sorry doesn't cut ice with me. After what you did. Not anymore. But what you did was unforgivable. I consider this phone call to be harassment. If you call me one more time, I will file a restraining order. Do you understand? Maya, I'm sorry. She won't shoot you back. You must stop trying. You must find love. Love within yourself. Love that will make you strong. What? The breach will not open into Maya's home. That's what you're trying to get to, yes? Yes. Well, it won't work. It will only scare her away. And you must let go of Maya and focus. Again. What's happening? You have to go. Maya, you look like you could use a friend. The house rumbles. If I stay inside, it stops. How long has this been going on? Since I told Chelsea to leave. Since it happened. July 28th, 1914. Does that ring a bell? Of course. Chelsea! Listen to me very carefully. You must let go of Maya and return home. What about the other universe? We'll be fine. Humanity always endures. Your other self has returned. My other self? But how can you speak to me? I hope you'll have the opportunity to explain later. Just concentrate on what you have. Your friends! I don't have any friends! Nonsense! I'm waiting for you right now! I'm waiting for you! God damn it. You've got to pay attention. You must watch the meat and the flames, and you must show assiduity with the spatula. I have been. You haven't. That's the problem with your generation. You're so used to having everything now that you've lost the ability to wait, to exercise patience. Stop, stop. I'm not going to listen to one of your fuzzy speeches about the old days. It's 2020, not 1914. And if you don't move over right now, Rick, then you'll have to call me Thomas. All right, all right. Trust me. I've been sitting on this slow-roasted pork for some time. I learned how to make this from Adam Scott himself when I bounced around North Carolina for a while. There we are. Adam Scott, the actor? No! The 
the man who created the first sit-down barbecue restaurant in the United States. An innovator. He used his back porch as his dining room. Why don't you try reading a little history sometime? Is everything all right with you two? Oh, baby cakes, the burgers look great. On the contrary. Your husband seems to have skimmed the collected YouTube oeuvre of John Marcus and now believes himself to be a pitmaster. Hey, if you don't like it... Will there be hot dogs? Hot dogs? You better not disappoint him. It's very important that we have hot dogs with mustard and sauerkraut. Why is he going on about hot dogs? Well, he's the one with the fancy doodad that will help us get Chelsea back. Fancy doodad? Doodad? Isn't that a Midwestern word? You two better behave yourself. Hey, there will be hot dogs very soon. You'll have hot dogs, oh boy! Yes, receptionist, plenty of hot dogs. I knew this rooftop barbecue would be a marvelous idea. Well, it was either this or reread Richard Atlington's Death of a Hero. You know, sometimes it's okay if you don't look back. Precisely. Do you really think this is gonna work? We must have faith. It will work! You called out to her, yes? Yes, and I did hear her. But that was months ago. I suppose we'll know very soon if she made it through. Any news on Jill Swanson? Or Venal? Did, did Jack Penderton ever call you back? No, he didn't. But I've been talking to this man named Harold, who knows a few things about this casting agency Jill set up in Los Angeles. And I think... <laughs> Miss Needham? <laughs> Miss Needham? What? Where am I? I'll make some tea. She looks like she needs it. Scarlet? Chelsea, holy shit, are you okay? Alicia, you're alive! Well, of course I'm alive. You died trying to save us. Save who? Maya! Me! What? Receptionist? That's the receptionist? I was previously assigned to the other Chelsea, but now I'm assigned to you! The other Chelsea? The one you replaced! Go easy on her, receptionist. That's your problem. Gusto. We got to know the other Chelsea a bit. Before the door opened one last time. The door? It's gone now. Yeah, a remarkable woman. I I think she's gonna do well. I'm I'm sorry. Are you? I'm Rick, Alicia's husband. So you're the mystery man. Yes, but he doesn't know barbecue. Thomas? You can call me Tom. Your other self certainly did. You spoke to me inside the portal. How? Well, let's just say I'm imbued with special communicative qualities. Are the hot dogs ready? We're glad you're back. You're a very special woman. Special? You're one of the chosen ones! I'm so pleased that my calculations worked. The boss will be so happy. Is he really going to know? He allowed us the quantum tunnel, didn't he? I'm sure he's paying attention to our plans. Plans? To save the multiverse! Maybe that's the real reason you traveled. Please, receptionist. The receptionist. Dude, you've got to ease up. You don't just lay big news on someone all at once. Give Chelsea some time to adjust. I still don't understand how Thomas could talk to me. Well, I was there, and I wasn't there. The story of my life. Alicia, you're not mad at me anymore? Are you kidding? We love you. Love me? But Scarlett, you only just got to know me. No, dear. I've known you a lot longer than you realize. What's the big news? The good news, kiddo, is that you're back. Remember what I said to you before? Destiny or not, the universe doesn't work to your schedule. Well, it turns out that I was more on the nose than I knew. Perhaps some orientation is in order. You're going to have to go easy on her. Ladies and gents, listen up. Rick and I have talked and we've stumbled upon our answer to the Treaty of Versailles. 
There will be burgers, slow-cooked pork, ribs, chicken, steak, corn. Sounds yum. And of course, plenty of sides. Delicious. Hot dogs? Yes, we'll have hot dogs as well. Oh, good. I'm terribly excited. And the timing couldn't be better. Why? You are the Chelsea of this universe. You were meant to return. Did you have a pleasant journey? I was meant to go through. But I lived so long there. But something did happen. Something big. Something that might have changed the course of history in the other universe. Something that I'm still weirded out by. What happened? I'm still not quite sure. There was a song. And it came from a version of me. Another you? Oh dear. An AI version of me named Shelley. It must have come from Jan. I'm sure you'll tell us all about it in good time. Perhaps after hot dogs. Skylar, you need a hand with the tea? I've got it. Besides, this is specialty. Barbecue's more your bailiwick. Well, I might quibble with that. Now, come on. I thought you two made peace. With open flames, you can never be certain of anything. The fire. Maya's grandfather? Yes. It happened again. But it was much worse. I think it's best if you sit down. There's a nice breeze from the East River, and we've got some tasty food. I've got one question, because I really want to be sure. What's that? Who's the president? Why, Hillary Clinton, of course. Sorry you couldn't make the wedding. I'm afraid it wasn't possible under the circumstances. Circumstances? Wait a minute, what's the date? July 4th, 2020. What? You're a few years older. Yes, but I feel... I feel younger. I was in my 40s when I left the other universe. I'm afraid that some forms of natural obsolescence are inevitable. You humans are so fragile. With the exception of Thomas, of course. Thomas? I'm immortal, you see. That's how we were able to talk. What? Thomas carries some electromatter inside him, the result of an accident. An accident? A long story. As old as time. Is that why you sought me out in the bar? That was pure serendipity, I assure you. There's nobody else quite like Thomas, I must say. But perhaps his involvement with us was meant. It did allow us to access the quantum tunnel you traveled through. Quantum tunnel? But Chester was there. Who's Chester? Don't ask. We're lucky that we never ran into him. But how did all of you come together like this? It was you, Chelsea. What? You brought us together, dear. How? Chelsea, I don't think you understand. People care about you. And people forgive you. It was vital that you return through the portal on a most important occasion. Chelsea, is this really you? Are are you sure you're not some doppelganger? I mean, we had another you before. Does a one-legged duck swim in a circle? It is you. You're going to have to tell me what's going on. I'll go check on the meat. Thomas, so how did you speak to me in the portal? That wasn't a portal. Uh, Technically speaking, it was a quantum tunnel. We were all here in January when Thomas spoke to you. January. It was all things. And it was one thing, like a solid door. Its cold sealed the city in a gray capsule. January was moments. And January was a year. January rained the moments down and froze them in her memory. Exactly! Uh, she was quoting Highsmith. January. That's the month I arrived in the other universe. 
But if it's July... You see, Miss Needham, you were in a quantum tunnel. That's very rare. Mere minutes passed for you, but it was months for us. And it might have been sooner if we didn't have to deal with Jill. Jill? Who's Jill? Jill Swanson. Jill Swanson? Wait a minute. That sounds familiar. Jan. Take out the L, the S, the W, and the Sun. Holy shit! What? Jan Swilson? Jill Swanson, an anagram! What? Rearranged the letters. Jan, she was in the other universe. We designed Bonfire and... Bonfire? A Tinder ripoff. Look, it was the best I could do to earn a paycheck. But you don't understand. Jan did something very special. She created this... This this avatar of me, and it, and it may have changed the course of American history. You're saying Chan? Jill. You're saying Jill ended up here? Yes, she's big trouble. One of the great misjudgments of my life. We're not out of the woods yet. Oh? It's worth pointing out that Jan isn't as dangerous as the executive. The executive? A lot has happened in the last year. Please, you must not bombard Miss Needham with too much information. Here, have some tea. What about Maya? Well... That's the thing. There have been some developments. What sort of developments? It's your mother, Chelsea. My mother? But she's dead. Your real mother, Chelsea, not your adopted one. You found her? We did. And I'm afraid it also involves Miss Trower and a man by the name of Ed Champion. Maya! Settle down there, compadre. This isn't going to be easy. It ain't exactly wine and roses between you two. We'll have a fresh batch of meat very soon. I must confess, I greatly underestimated Rick's barbecue acumen. You see? Ye of little faith. It isn't a sin to have standards, you know. Hey, hey, hey. Maybe we should chat about this over barbecue. Barbecue? It is the 4th of July, after all. Oh, look! The fireworks! That's how we celebrate. What? Independence. Freedom. And hot dogs! Don't forget the hot dogs! We wouldn't dream of it. Nice. settle down. Beautiful show in the sky. You've been listening to Shadows Have Offended, episode 10.7 of The Gray Area. It was written, produced, and directed by Edward Champion. Katrina Clairvoyant appeared as Chelsea. Tanya Maloyevich appeared as Maya. J.K. McCauley appeared as Grandpa. Julie Chapin appeared as Grandma. Peter Coleman appeared as the DJ. Colette Thomas appeared as Emma. Elizabeth Remar appeared as Alicia. Jessica Cuesta appeared as Scarlet. Gerald Jacobanis appeared as the GPS. Philip O'Gorman appeared as Thomas. M.J. Cogburn appeared as Chelsea's mom. Graham Rowett appeared as the guard. Michael Hisbury appeared as Rick. Philip Merritt appeared as the detective. Pete Lutz, David Nagel, Morgan Corcoran, and Edward Champion appeared as the news leeches, and Zach Glassman appeared as the receptionist. Additional voices were provided by Dylan Reed and Christian Kamenidi. The Past Not Taken songs were written and performed by Edward Champion. Incidental music licensed through Neo Sounds and Music Vox. Sound design, editing, engineering, and mastering by a bald man in Brooklyn who will instantly sing numerous Paul Williams songs if you mention the fan of the paradise to him in person. 
If you like what you have heard and you don't want to wait two weeks from now for a new episode, consider supporting our program by going to grayareapod.podbean.com and buying a Season 2 Pass. For only $20, you will have instant access to all upcoming episodes and more. Copies of all the scripts, our premium behind-the-scenes podcast, Inside the Gray Area. Think of this as a DVD commentary. We spent more than two years producing the second season, and all the actors were paid. We have a four-season plan in place for the gray area. We want to keep this show rolling along. So, buy a season two pass, and you will be supporting independent audio drama and helping to keep our show alive. Again, that's grayareapod.podbean.com. Also, if you enjoyed the show and you don't have the bread for a subscription, well, you can leave us a review at iTunes and let everybody know exactly what we are cooking up here. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Just search for the username GrayAreaPod, G-R-A-Y-A-R-E-A-P-O-D. Special thanks to Sasha Arnold, Kaz Benjamin, Christopher Bird, Emily Carding, Rebecca Carter, Christian Caminiti, Ron Charles, Kate Christensen, Morgan Corcoran, Adrian Davich, Samuel Delaney, Claudia Berenice Garza, Pam Getchell, Stephen Gillis, Jen Halpert, Daniel Handler, Gabby Jimenez, Argeria Cahayas, Eric Kraft, Pete Lutz, Casey Meyer, Russ Marshall, like Sheila McClear, Nadia Milojevic, Ayo Anatati, Tom Parsons, Amy Pavey, Mark Elliott Stein, Katie Stricker, Scarlett Thomas, Georgia Thompson, Tim Torre, James Wagner, Jack Ward, Dan Wicked, and anybody else I may have missed for their invaluable help, kindness, and feedback. We will be back in two weeks' time with a special standalone episode of The Gray Area. It's an adaptation of Charlotte Perkins Gilman's short story, The Yellow Wallpaper, that's set in the present day. Now, we recorded this adaptation for the Sonic Society during our Season 2 sessions, and this stars many of our regular cast members in completely different roles. So you're not going to want to miss this. Well, you could listen to it right now if you purchase a Season 2 pass by going to grayareapod.podbean.com, but no worries. We will have a short preview after these closing credits. But until next time, wherever you are in the universe, be good to yourself and kind to others. Thank you so much for listening. Next time on The Gray Area. Muffins. Can you help me out? No, hush! No, I don't want it! Get rid of it! You must be careful. Your clothes are all yellow. He loves me very dearly and hates to have me sick. When John isn't around, the wallpaper speaks to me. I'm here. Who lived here before? I have to go inside. There is something strange here. I can feel it. Where's my baby? The baby is fine. Fun? The baby is fine. The pattern just destroys it. <laughs> Chauncey Haworth, Mark Slade, and Lothar Tuppen. The demented minds behind the Twisted Pulp Radio Hour bring you... Twisted Pulp Magazine. A journey beyond surreality to worlds you never knew or hoped existed. Worlds of the supernatural. Worlds of dark satire. Worlds of nightmarish futures. Twisted Pulp Magazine. If you thought the 21st century was weird enough already... Think again. Twisted Pulp Magazine. A step beyond your grandfather's pulp. Available at digitalvaudeville.com. That's D I G I T A L V A U D E V I L L E.com. Twisted Pulp Magazine.